0: But keeping the boys out of trouble isn't always easy, because when David and Elliot are together, they have more fun than should be legal.
1: Elliot, you did it again. You went in that little black book like Fonzie and picked out another beautiful girl to bring in studio. That's the reason you have me here, right? I don't have a
2: little black book. You you have a big black book, (laughs) but we won't tell your wife about that.
1: Exactly. Could you... So do I In her?
2: studio, we have Mary Kay Valenti, uh figure competitor, motivational speaker, dishwasher.
1: You, oh, you you name it, she'll think about it. I was checking out her website yesterday and it was very impressive. I was reading it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe what she did. Thanks. And it's continuing to do.
0: Thank you, I appreciate that.
1: So,
2: once upon a time, you weighed slightly more than you do now.
0: About hundred pounds more than I do now.
1: So, you never ask a woman her weight. I I didn't I didn't <laughs>
2: ask her her weight, did I?
0: <laughs> how how do
2: you do that? You know, not doing a gastric bypass or something like that.
0: Um, it's a lot of hours of hard work and dedication, perseverance, and uh, never giving up, believing in yourself.
2: Okay, and I. We'll assume at some point there was exercise involved in all this,
0: rather <laughs> exercise, than rather than
2: just wishful weight thinking.
0: Weightlifting, yes, it was. Uh, it was a lot of hours in the gym and um, also nutrition. And uh, I mean, it was it, it was a complete change. It was mind, body, spirit, and my heart. You know, everything was involved in this in this transformation.
2: Okay, what gave you the kick in the butt that said, "Okay, t- time time to do this. Time to to lose some weight
0: um, I got to a point where I was just so sad i didn't like looking at myself in the mirror i didn't uh, like what I saw i didn't want to go out and I'm very um, social and and um, complete extrovert I love you know i i I love um, being out and and when I didn't want to leave the house i didn't want i just uh, I had a baby uh, in August of two thousand five, and for for me, I wanted everyone to see my beautiful child, but I didn't want them to see me
2: that, That's a tough thing to do. Yeah. just hold it outside the door and
0: <laughs> so um I got to a point where I couldn't take it anymore. I started eating out of control for a little while there, and um, and I struggled all my life, you know as a kid, as a teenager, as a as an adult. Um, always up and down yo-yo dieting, things you know, trying things, things that worked, things that didn't. You know, lose uh ten, gain back twenty. You know, I've done the whole route, and then um, you know, finally after I picked myself up and said, "That's it, enough is enough. I gotta do this. I gotta do this for good," because everything I've ever set my mind to, I've accomplished, except this one thing. I'm not gonna let it hold me back. So.
1: And let me guess, you're Italian, right? Looking at your last name. I'm um,
0: part of Italian, you
1: yes. And with the Italian food, it's got to be tough for you because you have to stay away <laughs> from pasta. High, high, carb diet. Pasta, uh, meatball, ex- meatballs. Meatballs, I guess you could be around, but not the other kind of meatballs. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> oh, my diet was horrible uh, when I started. You know, it was pizza, it was pasta, cookies, ice cream. I mean, I was just sounds good to me. I was, I was living it up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's my diet and any kids' diet.
0: <laughs> but I. I, I knew I wanted this so bad. I wanted this so bad that whatever it took. And uh, it's funny because in the beginning, I just started changing, um, like the. It, it was portion control in the beginning because I wasn't ready to give up all those things. I still wanted my pizza. I still wanted my Sundays on Sunday. <laughs> you know, I wanted all those things. And so in the beginning, it was like, okay, I need to cut back. You know, change my portions. So what I started doing was a timing technique where I took what I originally would eat and then I would put a portion aside. I'd eat one and then the rest of it I said I could have, but I have to wait 15 to 20 minutes before I have it. And what I found was sometimes I wanted it and sometimes I didn't. But overall, I was eating less. Because even if I had it, I'd have it maybe an hour or two later. So then that's now my next right, meal. Right, that
2: replaced whatever else you exactly.
0: would Exactly. And, you know, so naturally I shrank my stomach. And so over time I wasn't able to take in those foods, not in the portions I was taking it. I mean, I would throw back a Lula pizza, two big slices with the sausage on top, and have no problems.
2: Ooh, sounds like a sponsor opportunity. I'm <laughs>
0: telling you, I right. had yeah. no problems. And... Um, you know, when I finally cut it down, you know, then it was just one slice. And if I had another, I just couldn't physically do it.
2: Now, losing it is one thing. As you said, keeping it off is another. You see shows like The Biggest Loser, where these people get smaller and smaller and smaller. The show ends, they bring them back, and they've regained a substantial portion of the weight they lost. So it's like, they did it for television, but once the cameras were gone, they reverted to their old ways, and it really didn't have that impact. Right? It, it has to start with your head rather than your stomach, right?
0: Absolutely. I mean, if you know, you can change your diet, you can work out, and you'll you'll get there. But if you've got other damage going on, meaning low self esteem, um, issues in your personal life, you know, when your heart's affected. Sorry, about you know, food's a, food's you a resource. You had the
1: refrigerator or the pantry, right?
0: Exactly. Just food. look at
1: Oprah. She was up and down that whole time she was on the air. Be nice.
0: <laughs> you can't so,
2: expect them to start being nice oh. now after
1: all these after years. After 40 years?
0: <laughs> but, um, you know, so, so you have to correct the whole package. It's not just about, um, y- you know, your, your mind and your body. It's so more th-
2: It's more than diet and exercise.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, for me as well. I mean, when I did this, I actually went on and competed. After 19 months of my transformation, I walked out on stage um, and asked people to judge me and tell me. How,
2: how do you how do you do that? Do you say, "Okay, I've lost 100 pounds. Now I'm going to compete in a, a a fitness competition." How
0: do you do that? Well, um, I'm a competitive person, and I love goals and I love challenges and. I basically said to myself, um, I want this, but I want to exceed, you know, my my best effort ever. And um, there was someone who, who looked at me and said, you know, you're naturally built to compete. Have you ever thought about it? Me? I, I mean, and I was large. Back then. I mean, I was,
2: you looked around to see who they were talking to. I, I was
0: like, huh? Yeah, what? So... Um, But it stuck in my head. It's like, wow, if someone, you know, believes I could do this, why can't I believe I can do this? And um, it just basically was, all right, what's it going to take? And I just started off. I started training hard. I mean, I was training with the guys. We were pushing around weights like, I mean, my leg press got up to 1,000 pounds. I was not playing. Whoa. So, yeah. So, um you know i did that and then the diet was okay now what do i need to do to compete and it's a competitor's diet and it's not for everybody and it's long and it's grueling but you know it got me to the point where you know i showed up on stage ripped with a, i had an eight pack and i have six i had an eight pack and um, you know put it out there to be judged and i'm proud of everything i accomplished now what you're saying as far as going back and forth um you know people struggle with that don't think i haven't i have too you know after my competitions you know it's it's difficult
2: you bring on the pizza
0: yeah it's like whoa chocolate all right
1: <laughs> hello but doesn't yeah. your body go through shock because i was talking to someone who does jiu-jitsu and he had to lose the weight to train and he did it for about two weeks and all he wanted was a pizza and a half for Sunday, and he goes i couldn't eat it because i started getting sick because I haven't had it in so long. It was like body (sighs) shock.
0: Well, what happens is, and I've gone through that, you're so strict that when you actually do introduce these foods, your body almost rejects them and says, oh, I'm sorry, but you cannot put that into my system. (laughs) Yeah, what is this? Yeah, and I've gone through that, and it's a horrible feeling. I mean, you, you feel like the flu. You're sweating, and you're, and it's just, your body just wants to get rid of all that because it's really a toxin at that point when you've ate so well and done um, so, you know so good for so long, and um, but then again you know you get to a point and it's like you start looking in the mirror going oh man I got to bring it again <laughs> I got to go back and do this all over again. Um, in fact, I suffered um, an injury in late January. I severed the tendon in my in my hand. Um, I was yeah. It hurt. I was trying to pry apart uh, frozen salmon patties, and I stabbed myself. Ow. Yeah.
1: Um, Sounds well, kind of fishy to me. Yeah. But
0: I'm, I'm
1: Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's David. Um,
0: so four days in the hospital, uh, about 12 weeks in a splint, uh, another four weeks in a cast. I had no use of my left hand. And I'm looking going, I can't lift. There's limited exercises I can do. Oh should have I?
1: gotten good at one-arm push-ups. Ugh. But then you're afraid you could start eating more because there's oh, nothing else to it do. Oh, was,
0: it was, you know, it was life. It was just life, you know, going through and, and saying, okay, well, you still want this. Now, how do you do it with your limitations? And uh, I found a way. I mean, my will is so strong that you'll just find a way to do it. And I did. And now, was it... Um, about a month ago, I ended up pulling a 4,500-pound truck after severing my tendon and getting the strength back in my hand.
2: Wouldn't Why? It, wouldn't it have been simpler to just get some gas for it? <laughs> you did this on
1: purpose.
0: <laughs> yes, on purpose.
1: By um, yourself, you pulled a 4,500-pound There's pound?
0: a YouTube video of it. I can prove it. It's on my website.
1: Okay, and your website
2: is?
0: Uh, mkvalenti.com.
2: That's easy enough to remember. <laughs> so you, you weren't one of these... Uh, women who goes on stage having lost a lot of weight, and you look at her and you say, what's she doing on stage? And you don't really, if you're like me, you don't comprehend it until you hear the back story. Because some of those women don't look like they're true physical specimens, but it, it's good for their self-esteem and, and more power to them. But, but you were the real deal when you got up there.
0: I was... Um I mean,
2: you still are the real deal.
0: I appreciate that. Um, Well, I mean, I I think it's wonderful that there are women out there that are challenging themselves to say, I want to change, but I want to be, um, you know, better than average. I want to get up there and put it out there. And, you know, the journey is amazing. The journey is amazing. The stage is amazing. The people who support you... uh, when you do this, you really transform all aspects of your life. I'm carrying these competitions through to everything I do. You know, now I'm judging shows, um, and uh, you know, I get to speak out about about my transformation, my journey, and share it with anybody who will listen. Um, and it's just amazing. Uh,
2: what What is it like going from having been judged to to being the one who's doing the judging? Isn't there I, something in the Bible about that?
0: Listen, I have come full circle. I mean, when I sat there and, you know, basically put everything I learned, everything I taught myself, everything I put myself through and sat back and said, okay, someone else is asking me to tell them if I think they did the work. I mean, they put it out there to be judged. I was like... I took a deep breath and said, I, "I did. I did it. I have come absolutely full circle in everything I possibly could do in this journey, and now it's time to create a new one."
2: Okay, so you're comfortable in your role as a judge?
0: Oh, absolutely. I know what I'm looking for.
1: Okay, S- somebody like David? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. No, she'll have me on a strict diet. I don't know if I uh, could handle that. Yeah, I might. I, l- I might go through shock. <laughs> So you do some modeling also I saw, on your website? Yep,
0: I model and um that's been going really well. I've um actually after I leave here I've got a meeting um with uh, with an agent and and things like that, so it's progressing really well.
1: And I get judged all the time. I have a wife and three girls, so but I'm um,
2: <laughs> doesn't get a word in, but he gets judged.
1: There exactly. So do more people are people more critical of you when you were heavier or now when they look at you?
0: Oh, I would say no. Um before I didn't it didn't matter, you know, even myself. Um, I blended in and you know, I didn't people didn't really look twice or care, you know, so much. And now um, I've got uh believe it or not, you've got a lot of people who um, you know, hate on you because of uh the fact that you um, you do what they want to do. I think sometimes they sit back and say, you know, I would love to do that, but they don't. And that's kind of hard to look at somebody. And I just, you know what, I'll raise anybody up and tell them, you know, lift their spirits and get them going because that's what I do. Maybe me.
1: it's a guy thing, because guys come up to your friends or even family members, and they say, looks like you put on a few pounds. You better watch what you're eating. And you start thinking, <laughs> suck it suck in. Ah, uh, yeah. I
0: don't no. know. Maybe
1: they it doesn't happen with women as much as guys, but...
0: No, you know what? I'm, I'm very fortunate. I have so many people supporting me and encouraging me, and uh, I thank every one of them every single day um, for what they're doing in my life, because it's making a difference in my life. And when it makes a difference... To me, I mean, all I do is continue to help other people. So it's like you're paying it forward. And that's all I ask of the people that I'm helping currently. Um, I want them to pay it forward. I want you to be an example because other people are going to look up to you. When you start changing your attitude, it's contagious. People want to be around you, and they want that in their life because sometimes they can't find positive things all the time. You know, I find good in everything, so.
1: You don't know David. No, I'm kidding. I'm (laughs) kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. Oh, exactly. I mean, you said you have a, what, a five-year-old child now?
0: He just turned six.
1: Six? Yes. Wow. Do you watch what he eats or she
0: eats, or? I do, but he's six, and, (laughs) you know, it's almost a. uh, He's got
2: a little leeway with what uh, he can ingest.
0: You know, and he's so active, and so, I mean, he. He every sport. He loves sports. It's it's like I'm raising a little athlete. We just have to figure out which one he's going to completely excel in. Right now, baseball's leading. So, um, but it, it's it's really difficult. I you know I'm lucky to have a child who likes egg whites. I mean, that's kind of odd. I would say
2: well, he probably doesn't know different, right?
0: Well. You know, I I'm cooking those things, so he's eating those things, and um, you know, and the beans, and you know, carrots, and it's like, I, I want him to not go through what I went through. I mean, that that he's my biggest accomplishment in my life by far, and so if I can get him to always have good self-esteem and and you know, um, help other people and uh you know be healthy then i'm doing something right so
2: so do you still exercise on a regular basis and all that (laughs) good stuff yes every day how long
0: um it all depends like i did an hour of uh cardio before um before coming down here um i do so that's
2: why you were breathless (laughs) when you met david (laughs) an
1: hour of cardio you don't do any yoga do you
0: you know what? Yoga is nice um, for stretching and, and for, you know, getting into that that uh, inner uh, piece that you have with yourself. But um, I don't do it that often, though.
1: Because an attorney, I know, he's a couple years older than me, probably 42 he did hot yoga. I said,
2: What the yeah. what are you doing? Good
1: stuff. It's in like Is it not, in
2: a bikini or something? <laughs> That's what
1: I thought. It's in ninety plus degree heat. Yeah. You're doing the yoga stuff. He almost died. I said, Are you out of your mind? You're forty two years old here. <laughs> it's like he goes, doing jumping jacks in a sauna. Exactly. And they got extreme hot yoga and hot yoga. I said, You're he goes, No, this guy did like extreme hot and it was too much. I'm like,
0: You're gonna drop dead. <laughs> no, it's actually good. I, I would enjoy um those sessions. For really? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, there's a lot of stuff out there that you wouldn't, you would be really surprised at um, how much you would enjoy if you just give it a chance.
1: Because that way, that hot yoga was a bunch of hot looking women around him. Yeah. <laughs> Shows what I know. So what is your goals in the future?
0: Uh, coming up i have um a walk for american federation for suicide prevention it is september 10th in indianapolis and i get to be an ambassador so
2: what does that mean
0: basically it means people who show up um i'm there to help them and support them you know it's a sad day but it's a day to honor your loved ones help spread awareness um and you know come together um so it's really hard because some people find it very, very difficult. There's still such a stigma out there with mental illness and um, people who suffer from dis- depression and addictions and things like that. And
2: well, There was just what, the uh, former Baltimore Oriole pitcher, Mike Flanagan? Mike Flanagan committed suicide. Committed suicide. And you think, okay, very successful guy. And you wonder how things like that happen. It, it's not as if a person doesn't have friends. Right. But it's...
0: Well, you know what? There's always inside of us, there's a longing for something. And sometimes it's not going to be a trophy or a ring or standing up on stage. Um, it's more than that. And, you know, I am fortunate to know that, um, you know, I've, I've gotten back into, you know, loving the Lord. And that is exactly why I have such peace about the fact that that longing is always going to be in my heart. And nothing I do will ever satisfy that except, you know, the love for the Lord. So.
1: Thank you very much for coming in. You're an inspiration, and I wish more people can accomplish what you've accomplished.
0: Oh, thank you. appreciate it. Thanks.
1: You're listening to Sports and Torts. I'm David Spada with Elliot Harris, and thank you again, Mary Kay, for coming in. And when we come back, we're going to have... A former star baseball player who was on numerous competitive teams over the years. And we're not gonna tell you who you gotta stay tuned.